Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship at Hillhead. If you're visiting us today, and it is lovely to see Anto with us and also Heather's mum, lovely to see you both again. Please do stay and have a cup of tea or coffee with us at the end of this service. Today we're celebrating the start of the summer holidays with a special Songs of Praise. And everything you'll need to follow the service, including all the words of the hymns, will be either on the screen, but perhaps because it's so bright today and that's lovely, you might want to follow those words on your order of service. Every word is there. There's nothing that you need apart from that. Then this evening, we meet for evening worship in Kelvinside Hill Head Church. And just finally, it's been lovely having Annika here for the last wee while while she's been doing her internship and uh, staying with Sheila. And I'm just uh, going to give Annika the opportunity now, because she asked me, to come and say a couple of words on our last Sunday with us. I just wanted to say thank you all for being so welcome. Ming, so welcoming and so warm-hearted to me. And I, it's, it's sometimes hard if you go to another country on your own or another town, and you're just on your own. So it's just great to, to come somewhere and to be part. And I had the feeling I was part of this congregation for the last two months. And I enjoyed it so much coming here on Sundays and singing in the choir. So thanks, Paul. And I just wanted to say thank you all. And God bless you. I think we would like to thank you, Annika, for just coming and joining in our life in such a great way. It's always just a joy when somebody feels able to be part of our worshipping community here, and especially to give of themselves in the way that you have done. So thank you. And we wish you God's blessing as you go on your way. And you will always be part of Hillhead now. Once you are part of us... You're part of us. That's the way we are. Just um, a few little bits of explanation regarding this morning's service. Um, there are a lot of hymns you will have noticed. And we're not going to be up and down like yo-yos because I don't think any of us is up for that. Uh, so my suggestion is that if you are able and you would like to, that you stand for the first hymn, which will be after the first set of readings from Alan, and then stand for the last hymn, which is uh, one that has been chosen specifically by one of the groups in the church, but it's almost like our um, anthem as a church. This is the one that perhaps best embodies what we're about. Today is a celebration of Hillhead Baptist Church, and I just thought it would be good and in the current wider context to remind ourselves of what we are about as a church. We covenant together to be a community of people who are worshipping, inclusive, missionary, prophetic, and sacrificial. And that isn't always easy because it means no matter how anybody voted, how anybody feels about the vote, how anybody uh, lives their life, however strong or not strong your faith is, whatever our opinions are on a million and one issues, we try to hold together because we believe firmly that in Christ all these things if not irrelevant, at least, are not the important things. But the most important thing of all is love. And so I want to share with you just a line that is secular and then a very short verse from the Bible. It's just one of those sayings that does, its, does the rounds from time to time, that it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Jesus said to his followers, you are the light of the world. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, indeed it faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing out for joy. To the living God. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. 
I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. And this is from a poem titled Dandelions Break Through Concrete. Spring turns to summer. Leaves burst forth. The rain falls upon the earth. The moon tugs the tidal seas. Day follows night, and night follows day. Mountains look down from their lofty heights. Forests inhale deeply, cleaning the air. Dandelions break through concrete. Birds sing in backyards, building nests for the next generation. Cafe umbrellas flutter in the warm breeze. Glasses clink to the sound of gentle laughter. Skyscrapers shoot their way confidently into the sky. Street entertainers croon familiar songs of lovers. A bustling confidence of urban culture. reading from the Bible. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. And some words of Brother Lawrence, who was a monastery cook. The time of business does not differ for me from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess God in as great tranquility as if I were on my knees. It's not necessary to have great things to do. I turn my little omelette in the pan for love of God. We ought not to weary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed.
This is from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. And then this is from The Organist by George W. Stevens. I'm not very sure about this one. Um, Just point out I didn't pick it. I wonder how the organist can do so many things. He's getting ready long before the choir stands up and sings. He's pressing buttons, pushing stops. He's pulling here and there and testing all the working parts while listening to the prayer. I always like to take a seat where I can see him go. He's better than a sermon, and he does me good, I know. I like the life and movement, and I like to hear him play. He is the most exciting thing in town on Sabbath day. verse from Proverbs. Train children in the right way, and when old, they will not stray. Now from Youngsters by Michelle Coist. God says, I like youngsters. I want people to be like them. I don't like old people unless they are still children. I want only children in my kingdom. This has been decreed from the beginning of time. I like children because my likeness has not yet been dulled in them. They have not botched my likeness. They are new, pure, 
without a blot, without a smear. I like them because they are still growing. They are still improving. They are on the road. They are on their way. I like youngsters because they are struggling, because they are still sinning, not because they sin, but because they know that they sin and they say so, and they try not to sin anymore. Above all, I like youngsters because of the look in their eyes. In their eyes, I can read their age. In my heaven, there will be only five-year-old eyes. I love youngsters, and I want everyone to be like them. Bible reading is from 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. And now from The Power of Love by Vernon Scannell. The Power of Love. It can alter things, ordinary things, teacups, spoons, and sugar lumps become magical. The locked door opens. Inside are leaves and moonlight. You are welcomed in. Its delicate strength can lift the heaviest heart and snap hostile steel. It gives eloquence to the dumb tongue, makes plain speech blaze like poetry.
first some of the most famous words in Scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Friday Friendship begins in exactly the same way every week, with mugs of tea and plates of cake and biscuits. This reflection from an Asian context expresses something of tea koinonia, tea drinking as community. Christ loved the household of Mary and Martha and enjoyed their friendship in the relaxed family atmosphere. It is an invitation to share a cup of tea. One of the blessings of the tea ceremony is that it enables us to appreciate the gifts of nature. This reminds us of the teachings of Christ especially those where he refers to the flowers in the field and the birds in the air. The circle of friendship in the tea room reminds us of the fellowship of two or three gathered together in his name. Informal ritual and warm fellowship reflect the beauty of the communion of the saints. The attentive concern to find goodness in incompleteness reminds us of his grace in forgiving the sinner. It reminds us how God can bring abundant life out of poverty. The taste of bitter tea helps to understand grace in the midst of suffering. The master of the tea ceremony trains him or herself in the art of tea through the way of servanthood. Here in the tea ceremony, there is no formal teaching, only a mutual sharing, a joyful discipline, and life with a formal arrangement. From the Bible in Luke chapter 2. Now every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. 
And when he was twelve years old, they went up as usual for the festival. And when the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travellers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And now from Story by Jennifer Dines. For us, there are no certainties, no star blazing our journey, no decisive dream to reassure hot hearts or warm us when it is time to move. The shepherds, the harassed men, are given answers to the questions they have never thought to ask, told where to go and what to look for. We try out our way, unlit with angels, wondering how far. Yet, in the story, we find who we are. The baby is told nothing, left to grow, slowly to vision through the coloured scheme of touch and taste and sound by needing learns to pray, and makes the way of flesh dark stratagem by which God is and offers all we know. Bible we read in Philippians chapter 2. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And now a reading from For a Leader by John O'Donoghue. May you have the grace and wisdom to act kindly, learning to distinguish between what is personal and what is not. 
May you treasure the gifts of the mind through reading and creative thinking so that you continue as a servant of the frontier where the new will draw its enrichment from the old. And may you never become a functionary. May you know the wisdom of deep listening, the healing of wholesome words, the encouragement of the appreciative gaze, the decorum of held dignity, the springtime edge of the bleak question. May leadership be for you a true adventure of growth. reading from the Bible is from Matthew 25. Then the kings will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And now, a poem, Pastoral Care, an acrostic poem, Author Unknown. Perceptiveness of people and the issues that they bear. Attention to the trappings and the wrappings present there. Sincerity in listening and reflecting what we hear. Tenderness of presence to those hurting and in fear. Openness in hearing what is different from our view. Reverence for the treasure of a life which seems askew. Affection for the beauty beneath the surface of the skin. Love to dare and time to share for the soul alive within. Compassion in the presence of a badly mangled life. Acceptance of the anger, the depression born of strife. Respect for all humanity and the baggage it must bear. Enable us to share the journey as we offer pastoral care.
First of all, a few words from uh, Paul. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints, according to the will of God. And a quotation from John Calvin. But someone will say, Does God not know, even without being reminded, both in what respect we are troubled and what is expedient for us? so that it may seem, in a sense, superfluous that he should be stirred up by our prayers, as if he were drowsily blinking or even sleeping until he is aroused by our voice. But those who reason thus do not observe to what end the Lord instructed his people to pray, for he ordained it not so much for his own sake, as for ours. We join in the words of the Lord's Prayer in whatever version and whatever language feels most natural. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. From the Bible, Luke 21. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. From Prayer Before a Five Pound Note by May. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I'm going to leave that one. (laughs) Lord, see this note. It frightens me. You know its secrets. You know its history. How heavy it is. It scares me, for it cannot speak. It will never tell all it hides in its creases. It will never reveal all the struggles and efforts it represents all the disillusionment and slighted dignity. It is stained with sweat and blood. It is laden with all the weight of the human toil which makes it worth. O Lord, I offer you this note with its joyful mysteries, its sorrowful mysteries. I thank you for all the life and joy it has given. I ask your forgiveness for the harm it has done. But above all, Lord... I offer it to you as a symbol of all human labour, indestructible money, which tomorrow will be changed into your eternal life.
generous God from whom all good things come. We offer these gifts of money, of our human endeavours, and of our very selves, that each be employed in your kingdom of hope, peace, grace, and love. Amen. First from the Bible, from Ephesians. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. And the poem In Church by R.S. Thomas. Often I try to analyse the quality of its silences. Is this where God hides from my searching? I've stopped to listen after the few people have gone, to the air recomposing itself for vigil. It has waited like this since the stones grouped themselves about it. These are the hard ribs of a body that our prayers have failed to animate. Shadows advance from their corners to take possession of places that light held for an hour the bats resume their business the uneasiness of the pews ceases there is no other sound in the darkness but the sound of a man breathing testing his faith on emptiness nailing his questions one by one to an untenanted cross.
before we started, somebody thought that we were pushing it. Um, I only crashed the pips by a minute, so I think I got away with it just about. Thank you to everybody who chose hymns. Thank you to everybody who read. Thank you to everybody who was explicitly represented. And thank you to everybody whose role didn't get fitted in this time. But as they used to say on the good old days, chiefly, thank you to yourselves. Can we share together in the grace? And as we do just from time to time, we say it first of all to each other, to be with us. And then if you're able to turn and face out to the world of which we are a part and where God's grace and love are so needed, we pray it to you. So with with us all and then with you all. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fellow of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all evermore.